another episode of Suit Up. Kevin Ward interviews someone in the sports world about their faith. It's time to suit up. Kurt Warner is perhaps one of football's biggest Cinderella stories. Going from being cut by NFL teams to league MVP, Super Bowl winner, and induction into the Hall of Fame. He's also become a media star, having participated in Dancing with the Stars, guest appearances on several TV shows, even having a successful movie, American Underdog, made about his life in 2021. Through it all, Kurt has not shied away from his relationship with the Lord and making that known publicly. However, there have been plenty of bumps along the way, including having been a product of a divorced family at age six. That's where I start my conversation with Kurt Warner. Well, I think it's always difficult. It doesn't really matter what age you are. Um, you know, when your parents get divorced, they split up, and you're no longer living with both of your parents. It was, uh, it was a tough time, especially for me as a, as a young guy trying to figure out what exactly that meant. Um, you know, there was a period where I didn't get to see my dad um, as much, uh, obviously as much as I did when he was, um, you know, living with us, but just not as much as I wanted to and kind of wondered what the future would have in store and all of those things. I mean, the fortunate thing is that I have two great parents that, um, you know, found ways to, to, to work through the situation. I've got a tremendous relationship with both of my parents now, and so that's such a blessing. Uh, but it's but it's tough. You know, you, it's hard to make sense of it when you're, uh, you know, again, you're any age, but when you're a young kid trying to figure out why something this like this would happen and uh, and what that means for you moving forward. I'm just fortunate that uh, that my parents and uh, you know my brother and I were able to to work through that, and we all have great relationships now. Your brother Matt is he older or younger than you? He's uh, he's about 15 months older than me. So you guys grew up probably competing in sports against each other and if you're like my brothers and myself we competed at at everything we'd even make up games that made no sense but it was a competition did you guys <laughs> live like that as well uh very much so you know my brother maybe not quite you know i don't know if I want to say competitive but maybe not as engrossed in sports uh as much as i was growing up but but yeah i mean everything was a competition we were very close we did everything together. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one of our big things is we would play one-on-one football in our front yard, uh, <laughs> regardless of the uh, of the weather. And we would make up rules on, you know, throwing the football. If you threw it before you got touched, you know, counted as a, as a pass. And I mean, but, yeah, we would make up rules all the time with, with different games as ways to be competitive. We were competitive, um, you know, whether it was on a court or on a field or, or inside, you know, playing a game of cards or whatever that may be. So, um, you know, I think it was one of the things that, that brought us together is that, you know, it was just me and my brother. So we created and we were together all the time. And, um, you know, and we had lots of, of good competitions, fun competitions, healthy competitions. And, you know, and, and we developed into each other's biggest fans as, uh, as we would grow older. Now, you graduated from Regis High in Cedar Rapids uh, in the late 80s. Uh, obviously, you were a pretty good football player. Uh, did you play other sports as well? I did. Um, you know, in, in high school, I played every sport imaginable when I was growing up. In high school, um, I played a couple years of baseball. Didn't play baseball my senior year, but played a couple years of baseball. Played basketball four years. Played football four years. So I was into uh, a lot of different sports. 
Um, but football and basketball were kind of my two favorites as I as I would get older. How were you able to escape the wrestling coach being from Iowa? Well, ironically enough, um, you know, there was one year because actually my brother did wrestle. And so there was one year uh, when I was in seventh grade. Uh, we're with a pretty good wrestling team, as you can imagine. As you said, Iowa, big for wrestling. And so I thought, okay, everybody here wrestles. It's huge. You know, the University of Iowa was great at the time in wrestling. Um, so I thought, I'll go out for, for wrestling. And, uh, you know, based on my weight class, I had to go up against one of our better wrestlers that had been wrestling his entire life. And second day of practice, he threw me, and uh, I landed on, you know, I landed and I actually broke one of my fingers. And so after those two days of, uh, of wrestling and breaking my finger and knowing that I couldn't wrestle with a broken finger, I said, ah, forget it. I'm going back to basketball. And uh, so uh, wrestling lasted two days for me. I uh, suffered an injury, and then, uh, then I was right back to, uh, to my first love of basketball because I could still play with a broken finger uh, on the basketball court. So it was on your non-shooting and slash-throwing hand. Exactly, it was. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like my wrestling career, too. Uh, so um, why Northern Iowa, Kurt, to go to college? Uh, I mean, Northern Iowa, it was really just opportunity. You know, wanting to play collegiate sports, I didn't get many opportunities. Um, although I was really successful in uh, in high school, for whatever reason, uh, you know, there was, I guess, some limitations, something that people saw that said, um, you know, that maybe I couldn't play at the highest level. And so... The only scholarship opportunity I got was, um, you know, was to play football at Northern Iowa. Now I may have gotten a couple Division II scholarships, um, you know, playing basketball if I'd have waited for the basketball season to play out, um, which I thought about. But at the end of the day, I kind of figured my best opportunity to play at the next level and, and hopefully play at the professional level might be in football. And so I jumped at the opportunity. Um, it wasn't even a full scholarship to get a partial scholarship to, to Northern Iowa, but it was just uh, the highest level that, uh, you know, that, that I had an opportunity to play at and just figured, okay, if I can go there and be successful, maybe I'll have a shot to fulfill my dream and, and play in the NFL. Kurt, I know that you give your wife, Brenda, a lot of credit for helping you to at least – I don't know if it was introduced uh, a relationship to the Lord, but at least deepen that relationship to the Lord. Did you already have, were you a church-going family growing up as a kid? Uh, we were. You know, we were, um, I went to a Catholic school from the time, uh, you know, from the time I started school and all the way through high school. And so, um, so faith um, was a big part of my life. Um, I'm not sure the relationship that we talk about now and, and really being able to understand that faith at the depth that I would later in life was, you know, was a part of it. Um, but you know, I, I counted as such a blessing to be able to have been raised in a home where church was important, faith was important. Uh, I got to hear and learn about the Bible and the, and the stories about Jesus. And, and so I understood all of that. Uh, it wasn't until later and as you mentioned, it kind of my relationship with my wife, a couple of relationships with some teammates of mine um, that really pushed me and challenged me in what I believed and why I believed it. And, you know, what, what does the Bible say about that? Because although I was raised, quote unquote, in the church or in the Catholic school, I can't say I picked up my Bible a lot uh, from the standpoint of really diving in and, and understanding 
the meaning behind so much of, of it. And so it became later in life with those challenges that I would dive in for the first time. And it was through diving in and being challenged by my wife and, and those teammates that I, you know, came to some different conclusions on what faith was all about and that, you know, God wasn't just here for me, that I was, you know, here for him and to be used by him. And, and some of those truths that I didn't know before would come to kind of shape what my relationship looked like and me being able to be kind of, um, you know, fully committed to, uh, to what God wanted to do in my life. If folks haven't seen the movie American Underdog, they need to go see it. I know it's a couple years old now, but it's an it's an awesome uh, movie, life story of, of uh, Kurt Warner. Um, I had the opportunity to see that and just love it. And I, you know, watching that movie really helped me understand you a lot better. And now I get to talk to you, which I'm so thankful for, because because your wife was a former Marine. She had some discipline, even, and I don't know how disciplined, you know, her life was as a child growing up, but boy, just being a Marine, there's a lot of discipline (laughs) that one learns there. And I know she was very protective of her two children, and that was depicted, you know, in the movie, as you guys told your story. I wonder if going back to you being, um, you know, uh, a, a product of a broken home when you were a kid, it helped you to be able to bond with her children a little bit easier because you had already been through that. Yeah. I don't know if I fully understood that at the time, but I don't think there's any question, um, you know, being raised in a single parent house, um, you know, by my mom, two kids, uh, and understanding the challenges of that and, you know, understanding the the stress of that. Um, I, I don't think there's any question that when I met Brenda and that she was a single mom of two, that that opened my mind to the possibilities that may not have been there had I simply been a college student that had never gone through that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of look at that kind of situation and go, okay, that's not really what I was looking for in a relationship when I was 19, 20, 21 years old was to jump into something where I already had two kids and, and trying to figure that out. But, um, but I do believe there was a huge part of my upbringing and my experience knowing some of the relationships that my mom had and how difficult that was and how oftentimes I looked at myself and and my brother as as kind of baggage. And, you know, maybe my mom could have had a different kind of relationship or a better relationship had it not been for us. So I think some of those things were shaped in my mind that when I met Brenda, um, you know, the easiest thing would have been, Hey, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. But, but, kind of helped me to go, but, but hold on a second. You know, I remember being there. I remember being those kids and, and what my mom went through. I need to at least explore this and see if there's a possibility for our relationship and not just run because of the side of things, uh, but to kind of dive into it and get to know who the kids were, because that was kind of one of the things that I always thought was, uh, you know, everybody that my mom had a relationship with kind of just looked at us as, oh, and she's got two kids, as opposed to really getting to know us and understanding who we are and the blessing that could come with those two children. And that's what I was able to realize as I spent time with Brenda and Zach and Jesse. I was like, you know, when when so many people would look at this as a burden, uh, you know, the time and the relationship that I built with the kids became such a huge blessing 
to me. You know, Brenda still says to this day that I fell in love with the kids before I fell in love with her. <laughs> and we would argue sometimes that, you know, we might break up or whatever. And I kept saying, well, if we break up, you know, I get the kids. And so uh, where so many people would see that as a crutch or a hindrance to a relationship, that became something that continually pulled us together, even when we had disagreements or when we felt like, you know, we wanted to go in different directions. The love we had for our kids pulled us back in and pulled us together. And, um, you know, I think it's such a huge reason why we're so close and why we have the relationship we do today. I don't know why, but uh, the movie Jerry Maguire just popped into my head uh, when you were talking about it. You know what I'm talking about, right? With, uh, of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into any more detail <laughs> other than that because I, I think the term that they use is kind of crude, but they, they do talk about that in, the, in that movie with those characters. But yours was real life, of course. So I got to ask you, you went from stocking grocery shelves in 1994 to a multimillionaire six years later in 2000 but yet you you still remain so grounded and i I gotta think and you tell me kurt if if part of being able to you know making that much money all of a sudden was that your relationship with the lord has kept you grounded as well as your relationship with brenda I, I like to think that that's a huge part of it, uh, understanding you know why I'm here and what my goals are, and that it's not just about you know making money and having stuff. It's about using my platform and my position to impact people, and that could be the financial part of it. That could be impacting you know my kids and, and their kids, but it also could be you know the impact that I've been able to have in the communities that I've been connected with and in, in different. Um, you know, areas that are, are so close to, to Brendan myself. And, you know, a big part of, you know, what Jesus was all about was about charity and impacting people where you can and touching people's lives where you can. And so I think just being able to be focused on what was most important in my life has helped me to, no matter what's come my way, all the great successes that have come my way, to be able to kind of manage that, balance that and realize that this is just a blessing that God's given me and that my goal is to be a good steward with that, whatever that means at a particular time or in a particular situation. So I think that was a very big part of it. You know, my upbringing, not growing up with much, you know, having to struggle to go from paycheck to paycheck or to get things that I wanted, or even if we, you know, wanted to go to McDonald's that, uh, you know, that all of us could eat. You know, those little things, I think, also shaped who I am and that, you know, I'm very grateful for what I have from a financial standpoint. And it's not something I'm going to squander and just throw away. I'm going to be very respectful of the position that I've been in. I'm going to receive the blessing and, um, you know, and look to have impact with it. So I think both of those things, my faith as well as my upbringing, uh, has shaped a lot of how I see, um, you know, financial success or or wealth, um, you know, in a variety of ways. Kurt, tell me about First Things First Foundation. Well, the First Things First Foundation is uh, what I would call my player foundation. I started it when I was playing really as a way to connect with the community. And a big part of what we tried to do was use different experiences that we had in our life. So our oldest son suffered a traumatic brain injury. So, you know, Brenda spent a lot of days in hospitals wondering what tomorrow would look like. And so, uh, you know, one of our programs was to go 
to uh, hospitals and, and, you know, to to sit down and have relationships with families that were dealing with some of the same stuff. We remember when we first got together that we would bounce around from one apartment to another trying to, you know, to to gain kind of home ownership or find a place to call home for for our kids. And so now we're involved in a program called Homes for the Holidays where we're able to help, uh, you know, give home ownership to single parents that are in the same position as us. So, uh, you know, our foundation is very much based on personal experiences that we had where, you know, one time we were found ourselves in those struggling situations. And now we want to try to be able to use that wealth we just talked about to be able to impact other people that find themselves in those situations. Is there a place, uh, Kurt, that folks can go uh, to not only find out more about First Things First, but maybe other things that you're involved in that they could help? Yeah, they can go to KurtWarner.org, and that'll take them to First Things First and what we're doing there. Uh, We've also got another foundation called Treasure House, which is a community living facility for young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, kind of based around the life of my son, Zach. Uh, You can go to TreasureHouse.org to find out what we're doing there. We're hoping to expand around the country for other families like ours and always looking for people that are like-minded that want to help us to to impact our communities in in that particular way. Kurt, is there a scripture that that you kind of hang on to uh, that has helped you get through some of those difficulties in life? You know, I think the you know, kind of my life verse is Matthew 6, 33. You know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you, whatever that means exactly, but really just about keeping focused on God. In every situation, the good, the bad, staying focused on what He wants from me, what He wants me to do, how, uh, you know, together we can get through this or inspire people through, uh, you know, those different challenges in life. And so that's kind of been a life verse for me that I always want to make sure that my eyes are on the right thing, knowing that that's going to lead me to the right places and where God wants me to be. And so, you know, Matthew 6.33 is kind of the one that, that I hang on to. I got one lighthearted thing to ask you before we let you go, and that is the guy who played you in American Underdog, he plays Shazam uh, now, and I wondered what you thought of uh, his portrayal of you and also did he get your mannerisms down in how you throw a football? Uh, yeah, I thought Zach did a great job. Zachary Levi did a great job playing me. I thought he had a lot of my mannerisms down. You know, there even times that uh, my kids would see a shot from the movie and they thought that that was me in the movie. So I thought Zach did a great job, very similar character-wise to who I was. Um, and so I thought that really came across on the big screen. As far as the football technique, I'm not going to go quite that far. It was a lot of work to get Zach up to speed, <laughs> which is hard for anybody to go, uh, you know, from a guy that – you know, hasn't thrown a football a lot to try to play somebody that's a, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But uh, he put in a lot of work, um, and I thought they pulled it off really, really well. The, the football scenes in the movie I thought were really well done, um, you know, so you could buy into the fact that it was, uh, you know, it, it was a real football event. So uh, Zach put in a lot of work there. I'm not going to give him that, that, that he got exactly right uh, on those things. I'm going to hold on to a little of that and my uniqueness. But I thought overall he uh, he played the character extremely well. Well, Kurt, I want to respect your time. And so uh, thank you so much for your time. And I pray blessings on you, Brenda, and your entire family. I thank you very much. It's been good to be with you. My thanks to Kurt Warner for being a guest on Suit Up and for taking every opportunity he can to let people know that he's a man of faith. You can hear Kurt most every weekend on the radio broadcasts of NFL football. 
If you'd like to hear more stories like this one, please check out the website suitup611.com or download any podcast on podbean.com. And please give us a five-star rating.